The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. And once again, I'm joined by Tara Logan Buckley, the clinical psychologist. Help us uh, dig a little deeper uh, this week. We are going to be looking at, uh, I say a letter, I was about to say a letter, an email that was sent into us here. The hard shoulder at newstalk.com if you want to get in touch by email. Uh, but somebody listening last week uh, put pen to paper, uh, as it were, uh, with a question for Tara. So I, I think I want to read it out, Tara. It's probably the easiest thing to do for everybody at home. I know you've seen this. Yep. Hi, Kieran and Tara. I wanted to get in touch uh, with the show to ask Tara for her advice and some disagreements I've been having with my friends recently about the guy I'm in a relationship with. I met my partner a year ago. He's in his early 40s and I'm in my mid-30s. When we first got together, I was excited because we both loved going, getting out and about. I'm very outgoing and thought as we both have lots of friends, we'd have great socialising all together. However, every time I I suggest we make plans with friends. He asks, why can't we spend time with just the two of us? And asks if I'm getting bored of him already. I feel guilty and end up spending most of my time with him. But my friends have started to complain they don't see me enough. My partner says they should understand us spending time together and that they're jealous as lots of them are single. And the rare times I do go out with friends, something always seems to annoy them and I don't hear much from them afterwards. My sister has also started blaming my partner because I don't see my parents as much. My partner tells me because I'm too mature for them. This is why. And as people get older, they don't need such a large group of friends. Uh, my partner is very attentive when we're all together. Tells me he loves me more than anyone he's ever met and how he can't imagine his life without me. He keeps in touch throughout the day. He rings me on my breaks, shows up unexpectedly at the office with my lunch. He's a bit older and he keeps giving me advice on things like clothes to wear, to work and what kinds of food are healthiest to eat. I'm starting to get a lot of pressure, though, from friends to break up with him, which upsets me because I feel they don't understand all the nice things he does. What is the best way to address this with them? Are they seeing something in him that I am not? Great. So first of all, I just want to say thank you very much to the person who's after emailing this in. Um, it can be a very difficult thing to do to kind of show some of your vulnerabilities and express some issues that you're having or difficulties within your relationship. Um, so I suppose for myself, I can only formulate with the information that I'm given. So, you know, um, there's lots of additional things I would like to ask that person. For example, you know, when did they stop seeing their friends? So, you know, did they meet them a lot at the start of the relationship? And then as time progressed, then did that kind of stop happening? One of the big things as well that stood out to me that I would like to know a little bit more about or that I would like the person, I think, to talk to their friends about is they had mentioned that any time they are with their friends, then something happens that annoys them. But there was kind of no clear identity. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is that the partner that's doing something to annoy the friends? Is the friends doing something to annoy them? I'm wondering kind of what's going on with that dynamic. So I suppose one of the big things that I would say is I'm wondering, has this person actually sat down with their friends and um, talked to them a little bit kind of around, okay, what are you seeing? Because, they, you know, they have said, well, am, am I not seeing things that maybe they're seeing? And that, you know, it's very difficult because this person that messed in is, is talking and looking at all the lovely things the partner does. I suppose if I'm looking at it, there's two ways I can look at this. Mm. So one way I can look at this is, does this person have a lot of insecurity, their partner? Is there kind of like jealous tendencies? Is there kind of like an underlying anxiety where maybe this person might have trust issues? For example, you know, continuously having to call, showing up unexpectedly, wanting the person to be around themselves. So that's one area that I could go down with this and think about that. Okay. 
So we do have a second area and there are some things that this person identified that I would be quite, I suppose, looking to explore further. The first thing is kind of there seems to be a lot of control and a a control kind of dynamic going on from taking the person away from their friends, from their family, kind of using some, I'm going to say, guilt tactics in order for to do that by saying, you know, are you getting bored of me trying to refocus us back on himself instead of not being her. There's a lot of invalidation kind of going on there because obviously this person wants to see their friends. You know, they're missing them. They're seeing them on social media. And if we think about a healthy relationship, when you get together, it's exciting. You want to spend time with your partner. You might see your friends a little bit less. But in a healthy relationship, your partner will validate your feelings that you miss your friends and will allow you to spend time with them. And that doesn't seem to be mm. the case. That's not going on here. It's it's interesting because the, the, the question at the end of the email was about how to broach this with her friends. You know, that was the relationship she had a question about. It sounds like kind of the, the relationship that needs a little more examination is the relationship with her partner. Yes, I would definitely agree. I would be kind of going to the, to my friends personally and be asking them, OK, what are you seeing that I'm not? And also, it is completely normal to find yourself in a relationship where you don't notice these things because, you know, you're hearing from this person all of the time. They're spending a lot of time with you. As you said, the person is doing nice things for them. Um, however, if you're starting to feel guilty within your relationship, I would really start to mm. question that. And particularly if your friends and family can notice things, because sometimes we always kind of say we've got the goggles on in relationships at times and that we actually can't see what's really going on and that's very very normal so if there's anyone else out there listening to that I really want to normalise that that sometimes when we're in the relationship itself we don't just notice the subtle kind of things that are going on that other people do notice It's interesting because when I when I read the email I suppose lots of kind of alarm bells started ringing for me but but it's interesting you said as well like that there is another possibility that's one of kind of born of possibly your partner's insecurities yeah. as well and that you know not necessarily to defend the way he's acting but but it's it's possibly not born out of kind of a, a desire to control or, yeah. or to engage in emotional abuse it's just born out of you know kind of maybe a crippling uh, uh, lack of of self-confidence. Yeah, absolutely. It can be, I suppose. And that's the thing is that I would be really, really kind of urging this person to maybe go and speak to someone professionally, go and speak with their partner, tries to tease this apart a little bit more because given the information I have, I'm uncertain, as you said, is there a control? Is there a slight guilting? There's manipulation. One of the things I suppose that would push me towards that is kind of like not seeing friends and family, but also kind of making suggestions about what to wear to work. Show yeah, up unexpectedly. that one now for me. Whatever about the... Uh, the phone calls and showing up is about, but telling somebody what to wear, like yeah. that does strike me as yeah. very controlling. I'm, uh, not, I'm not sure how you excuse that through a kind of a lack of self-confidence, possibly the yeah. showing up thing, but this is what you need to wear today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering then, does that come from a place of jealousy? So, for example, if the person was wearing clothes that they would deem inappropriate because they're afraid that this person is going to go to work and find someone that they think are better than them if they are lacking an own self-confidence. Is it more so they're suggesting clothes to cover the person up or that then they're not as attractive? There's lots of different things that could be behind this. But still, that's the one thing that does stand out to me, that 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 is a control. And also, believe it or not, telling people what to eat or picking things that are healthiest, that is a form of control 
fall within relationships as well. I'm not saying that this person necessarily has abusive tendencies, but what we tend to forget is that there is a lot of unhealthy things that happen in relationships and there's a lot of different forms of abuse and some of it is really, really subtle. We have mm. nine different types of abuse in general of abusers. And what we think about is we don't think about that until we get to like, you know, the more severe stages of abuse yeah. where there's like complete gaslighting, manipulation and things like that going on as well. But, you know, there is some subtleties in this letter that I would definitely be wanting to explore with someone. And as you said, I definitely think that this needs to be explored more so with their partner. It, it's it's interesting because, look, we, we, we don't necessarily know all those details, but let, let's just for argument's sake, uh, you know, even moving away from this, uh, talk about those cases of abuse, because often the, 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 the question people will have who, who are lucky enough never to have experienced this themselves or in relationships um, uh, around them, is they wonder why people don't go for help or why they don't stop it or why don't they just tell someone that it's mm-hmm. happening. And, and I know from speaking to you and others before, it's because a lot of those more obvious cases of abuse, they start with all this. And this is the undermining of the sense of self and the self-confidence that happens so that when the much more serious, sharp end of the abuse, as it were, is occurring, you you, you know, you've been gaslit to the point that you've yeah. convinced yourself this is your fault. Absolutely. And the biggest thing there is about the breakdown of social support, so from family and friends, because when things do get bad with people that find themselves in these relationships, they've no one to turn to anymore because their friend circle is gone. They have usually broken ties with their family. They might be financially dependent. So, for example, what some Mm. people don't realise as well is that some abuse doesn't actually start until there is a child in the picture or until there is a marriage. That someone actually doesn't start abuse until those because then it's seen as, well, actually we're a deeper layer in now so I've got more of a hold over you to do that so that's something harder for you to walk away harder for you to walk away and particularly if we think about like we're social creatures we really need that social contact and for them as well I suppose like there was some confusing messages in around you know well you don't need friends the older you get of course we do friends are so important until the the, the last day that we're here because we need that social contact well six of them Tara as I've told you before to carry your coffin you know that's what you need yes that's it yeah (laughs) Um, but like uh, is it, so the, uh, to bring it back to the letter kind of before we wrap things up I mean the advice to this person who I'm sure is listening is to talk to not necessarily their partner first and foremost is it it's to talk to their friends to ask them what they see in him yes. is it or what they see in the relationship what that's concerning the relationship. them yeah and this would be quite normal for people that might find themselves in this situation so my advice would be to first of all is to sit down with your friends and have a big open conversation and ask them okay look whatever you say I'm willing to hear that um, I'm wondering what are you maybe seeing that I'm not I'm wondering if some of the stuff that was spoken about here today maybe it might be talking to family and see if they've noticed the same things and then it's to go and sit with the partner if they feel comfortable to do that mm. or else going maybe to another space beforehand to explore and talk about this in a bit more in depth. Well listen uh, Tara great advice as always Tara Logan Buckley is a clinical psychologist thank you and thank you to uh, the listener who got in touch with that question as Tara said right at the outset and it was worth saying I mean it's, it's, it is a brave decision to get in touch uh, albeit anonymously and to ask these questions it can't be easy so thank you thank you very very much. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.